I wonder today if I were to go around, if I were to go around to various different places, and if I were to ask people, what is an excellent wife? In 2017, what is an excellent wife? What defines, what describes an excellent wife? If you were to go looking for a wife, and if I were to ask a man, what is it that would make an excellent wife? I wonder what answers it might be that I would hear. I wonder if I would hear somebody say, an excellent wife, she completes me. Compliments of Jerry Maguire. I wonder if somebody else would say, an excellent wife, she is my best friend. And that's who my, my, my definition of, a, that's what my definition of an excellent wife is. I wonder if somebody else would say, well, she is an excellent cook or she structures and runs a smooth household. I wonder if somebody would say, well, an excellent wife is somebody that you would grow old with. Or somebody else would say, an excellent wife is an excellent mom to our kids. And you ought to see how she takes care of our kids. And that's the definition of an excellent wife. Here's a goofy one I found on the internet. An excellent wife is my teammate in the game of life. Pretty sappy. I wonder what people would say if I said, define an excellent wife. More and more and more as I live, I'm seeing the difference in what we do and really the difference if we are successful in what we do is determined by the perspective that we have, the perspective that we hold. Very simply today, it is the lens that we look through that determines our success. And as I go through life, as I go through the days of my life, I'm seeing, you know what? It is the lens that I see through. It's the lens that we're looking through that determines our success. And as I'm finding that out, I'm really seeing that there are really only two lenses that we look through. There is the lens of the world. There is the perspective of the world and what it would say and what it would reveal. And there is the lens of what God has said, what God has said in his word, what he has revealed to us in his Bible. And those really are our only two choices. Well, today as we continue our sermon series, Family Matters, how awesome would it be, and think about this this morning, how awesome would it be for God to define, for God himself to describe what an excellent wife is. Not the world's ideas, not our ideas. How awesome would it be if God himself, according to his standard, our creator, according to his great wisdom, if he would say to us, this is what an excellent wife is. Well, the good news is he's going to do that today, I believe, here in his word. Our message today is entitled, Of Greatest Value. Of Greatest Value. We're in Proverbs chapter 31. We're going to look at verse 10, and then we're going to jump down and look at verses 28 through 31. Again, Proverbs chapter 31, verse 10, and then verses 28 through 31. I'm going to ask if you would, if you'd stand with me in the honor and the reverence of the reading of God's word. Proverbs chapter 31, verse 10 says this. An excellent wife who can find, for her worth is far above jewels. Jumping down to verse 28. Her children rise up and bless her. Her husband also, and he praises her saying, many daughters have done nobly, but you excel them all. Charm is deceitful and beauty is vain. 
But a woman who fears the Lord, she shall be praised. Give her the product of her hands and let her works praise her in the gates. Let's go to the Lord in prayer today. Dear Heavenly Father, we come today and we are thankful for you. We come today and we praise you. We worship you. We exalt you. We come today and we see how magnificent you are, how powerful you are, how holy you are. But on top of that, through Jesus Christ, we see your grace shown to us. We see your mercy. We see our salvation secured at the cost of Jesus, your only son. We praise you for that. We come today and I pray as we grow in our awe of you that we would desire to know you even greater and we would spend time in your word. I pray that today as part of that, that you would speak to us, that you would reveal yourself to us, that you would reveal your truth to us and we would be changed in this hour. We come and I pray that the next 30 minutes will be a supernatural movement of God. Again, where you speak through your word. Change our hearts. Change our homes. Change our marriages. Change us to look like Jesus Christ. I pray, Lord, if... There's somebody here that doesn't know you. I pray that in the preaching of your word and the drawing of your spirit, that today will be the day they put their faith in our Savior, my Savior, Jesus Christ. We tell you how much we love you and we truly worship you. And I pray in Jesus' name, amen. You may be seated. Today we are in the fifth message in our series, Family Matters. We're gonna wrap it up next week on Father's Day. If you remember so far in the series, we have seen that God's plan is for his truth, the truth of who he is and the truth of, of what he has done to be passed from one generation to the next. All the way through scripture, we see that is his pattern, that is his plan for the truth of who he is to be passed to the next generation. If you remember when we started, we saw there are dire consequences when this does not happen. There are big consequences when the truth of God's not passed to the next generation. It is God's plan for his truth to be passed from one generation to the next. It's absolutely vital. Then we saw the principal way for this to happen is in the home is through the home. We saw that God's primary plan of discipleship is the home. And that's a big understanding. That's the thing we need to get a hold of. It is in the home where our kids are to learn of the living God. It is in our homes that they are to learn of his faithfulness throughout all generations. It is in the home where kids are to learn the trustworthiness and the sufficiency of God's word in all situations. It is in the home that they are to be trained and they are to be instructed to be proficient in God's word. And all of that is so that it is in the home that they are to hear and they are to receive the gospel of Jesus Christ. The primary means of discipleship is the Christian home. We need to start proclaiming that. We need to start embracing that. The primary place of discipleship is to be in the Christian home. Friends, that's why Satan's attacked it. Look around today, friends. That's why Satan is, is laying waste to the idea of a home today. Friends, that is why we need a revival in our homes today. Moving on, 
We saw that the home is God's plan for discipleship. And then we saw that marriage is the foundation of the home. The home is God's plan for discipleship, but marriage is the bedrock of the home. And we need to understand as Christians today, as marriage goes, so goes the home. That week we saw in the Gospel of Matthew that God is serious about marriage. Our culture's not serious about it. We've gotten kind of numb to it, but God is still serious about marriage. But we also ought to understand, and so is Satan. He's assaulting the idea of marriage today. In every way, he's assaulting God's institution of marriage. Yes, God is serious about marriage, but also Satan understands how key it is, and so he's serious about marriage as well. One of the ways that Satan is assaulting the institution of marriage is to change the expectation of a Christian wife. That's one of the ways that he assaults marriage today is to lessen the value of a Christian wife. Really, if you will, he is redefining what it is to be an excellent wife today. On one front, I see the value of a wife today being diminished. And you watch on TV, and you watch how we speak, and you watch our culture today. The value of a wife today is being diminished. And, and people say, men will say, oh, my old ball and chain. Or they'll say, oh, my, my old lady that's at home. Or they'll say that my wife is some sort of nag and she's not ever able to be pleased. In fact, her value today is getting so low that most people in America, even having kids, won't marry her because they see no value in her being a wife. On one front, the value of a Christian wife is being diminished. On the other front, the world's expectation today of a wife is so high that nobody could ever achieve it. And so she is also demoralized. And you watch today, there's all these expectations for her as a wife and she ought to do these things and she ought to look a certain way and she ought to shop in these stores and she ought to earn this amount of money and more than that, all these expectations for her. There's all these expectations for her kids and her kids have to be the best dressed and they need to be the best behaved and they need to be the smartest kids and she has to do all of these things and she has to be involved in the PTO and she has to coach over at the Little League and she needs to be a member of the Junior Service League and her house needs to be ready for the parade of homes at any minute. And then her kids, they have to eat double organic carrots that she raised out somewhere in allergen-free dirt and she has to slice them up just right and put them in a lunchbox with a note of encouragement. <laughs> and it's a standard she can't keep. And that's the cover of all the magazines and so she's undervalued in the world and she's demoralized in her home and Satan robs women of what it is to be an excellent wife today. That's his plan. Well, friends, wives, husbands, men, women, let's set all of that aside and let's see what God has said about an excellent wife. Let's see what God has said about an excellent wife. Proverbs chapter 31, verse 10. Here's, 
Here it goes. It says this. An excellent wife who can find for her worth is far above jewels. An excellent wife is a wife that excels, a wife that stands out, a wife that stands above others. An excellent wife, it says, who can find? Now, it doesn't mean that they do not exist, but it means that they are rare. And Really, it's talking about here, it's pointing to here, her value. For her worth is far above jewels. Rubies, pearls, precious stones, diamonds. Her value is far greater than all of those things. Who can find an excellent wife? Listen, do you see the value of an excellent wife? An excellent wife who can find? For her worth is far above jewels. See this this morning. Maybe you didn't know this. Proverbs chapter 31, beginning here in the 10th verse, is not written to women. Do you know that? It's not written to women. Now, it can be studied by women. It's God's word. It should be studied. We should all look at it. We can all learn from it. But it is written to men. If you go back and read at the start of Proverbs chapter 1, it says, Hear, my son. Listen, my son. See here today, this is not saying to women, this is a description of what you should be. What it is saying to the men is this is the wife that you want to find. Men, young men especially, my sons, be sure your wife can make you or your wife can break you. Your wife can be a blessing and she can bring blessings on top of blessings to your home or she can be a hardship in your home. She can be trouble in your home and she can bring you grief on top of grief on top of grief. Ladies, it goes the same for you. Your husband that you're gonna have to submit to, that you're called to be in a permanent relationship with, he can be a blessing to you and he can be a blessing to your home or he can be trouble to you and he can be trouble to your home. And so the lens that we better look through, listen to me, when we're starting to pick our spouse, when we're looking for the husband or the wife that we're gonna marry, better be the lens that God has set it's going to be trouble if it's not. And let me just say this. Young people, if you're in a dating relationship and they're not meeting the standards that God has set, flee, run, turn tail and hook it. Get out of there. God's standard tells us what we look for in an excellent wife and an excellent husband. Now, it doesn't mean, now be sure and hear me here, it doesn't mean that if your marriage has trouble, he won't set it right. He'll set it right. There's grace in our marriages. It doesn't mean that in the power of the gospel, he won't make it new. He'll make it new. That he can't restore and make it as it should have been, as he's intended all along. But Proverbs chapter 31, verse 10 is saying to the men, an excellent wife is of utmost importance. An excellent wife is of greatest value, greater than any jewels. Look for that in a wife. And so what is an excellent wife? What does she look like? Let me just say this. What she looks like is set by what she does. What she looks like is set, is determined by what she does and really who she is. We're going to see both of those things in our verses today. What does she look like? First thing we see here 
is this. You're looking for a wife that's an excellent wife and you want to see what that looks like? First thing is this. She blesses her kids. She blesses, she is a blessing to her kids. Verse 28 says this. Her children rise up and bless her. Now understand what that means. She has so blessed those kids. She has so benefited those kids that when they get the opportunity, they know the benefit of her. They know the value of her. And so the Bible says they rise up and they praise her and they bless her. Listen to me today. An excellent wife is a blessing to her kids. Her kids receive God's grace in and through their mother. Those kids are are trained and they're taught and they have a, a solid foundation that's laid and she is blessing those little kids. Kids are blessed in a godly, excellent mother. First thing we see, an excellent wife blesses her kids and they rise up to bless her. What else does she look like? Same verse. Verse 28 says this. Her husband also, he, her husband also, and he praises her saying, verse 28 says this, she blesses her husband. An excellent wife, she is a blessing to her husband. Now why is that? If you go and you start in verse 11, and you work your way all the way through verse 27, you're going to see a list of things that this great woman does. You read that list and it says this. She gets up early. She stays up late. She gets ready for winter. She's not caught off guard. She cooks and she serves exotic food there in her house. She teaches her kids. She, at one point, she buys a farm and she sells it for a profit. How awesome. He comes home, guess what I did? I bought a farm and I sold it. Here's $100,000. She takes care of people. She takes care of the household people. She is a blessing to other people. She is generous to all people. Look at that list. That's an awesome, awesome list. That's not why she's a blessing to her husband. An excellent wife is a blessing to her kids. An excellent wife is a blessing to her husband. Be sure, listen to me. God shows that man, God shows that husband his grace through an excellent wife. God's grace, God's blessing is shown to this man and he's probably undeserving of it, but God's grace is shown to this man through his excellent wife. A whole bunch of us today ought to jump up and say amen. I'll just be honest with you. You probably can't imagine how hard it must be to be married to me. Maybe you can. It's no barrel of monkeys to be married to me. And on top of that, I'll just tell you, life is hard. And it's, it's hard. It doesn't make any sense to us. And it doesn't turn out as we plan. And it, it seems like the whole world's gone crazy around us. And, and some of the things of life, it seems like it's just too much. And I'll just tell you, sometimes the only way that I would ever make it is God's grace shown to me through an excellent wife. year and a half ago, my dad died in January. I knew that I would preach his funeral. It wasn't going to be anybody else preach his funeral. I was going to preach his funeral. I thought, well, he, he would want me to do that. I for sure want to do that. I want to tell people how God blessed me with a Christian dad. I want to tell people more than that how he was saved by faith in Jesus Christ alone. And it seemed like a good idea to preach my dad's funeral. 
The morning before the funeral, I came up here and spent a few hours, and I wrote the funeral message. And it sounded to me again like it was going to be a great idea to preach my dad's funeral until the morning of his funeral. And I woke up, and I sat up in bed, and I turned, and I put my feet on the floor, and I couldn't move. I remember thinking, yeah, this is not a good idea. I don't, I, don't, I don't want to preach my dad's funeral. This is not a day I want to go through. It's not a day I want to live. I don't, I don't, want, I don't want to do this today. And I sat there on the edge of the bed and time went by and I really couldn't even speak. And I, and I just kept thinking, I don't, I, don't, I don't want to do this today. Carrie woke up and she looks over and she sees me sitting there and she said, you know what, it's going to be okay. You know what, you're going you're gonna to make it. And not only are you going to make it, it's going to be great. And you're going to do a good job. And nobody else would do what you're going to do. And she started saying, wait, it's going to be fine. You're going to make it. Just, just start making steps. Get up and put one foot in front of the other. And I, I got up and I walked off and I got into the shower. One of my favorite things, one of the things that I love most is that I was blessed to preach my dad's funeral. But it was only going to happen through the grace and encouragement Christian, godly, excellent wife. That's his pattern for our life. God shows us his grace through an excellent wife. God blesses us through an excellent wife. And that's why it says, you know what, who can find one? But if you do, her value is worth all the gold that you could stack up. His grace is shown to us through an excellent wife. Verse 29. Many daughters have done nobly. But you excel them all. This is what the guy says. This is what the husband says. Many daughters have done nobly, but you excel them all. He says here, there have been a lot of great women. That's what he says. There have been a lot of great women. There are many great women. In fact, it says many daughters have done nobly. There are lots of great women. But he says, this one, my wife, she surpasses them all. Remember there in the 10th verse, it starts off and it says, an excellent wife who can find. Look what he says here. You excel them all. You're more excellent than all the excellent wives. Who can find one? He says here, I did. I found one. Men, young men especially, find a wife like that. She is valuable. She blesses her kids. She blesses her husband. She stands out. She is excellent. Friends, men, find a wife like that. Why? Why is she excellent? Look at verse 30. It says this, charm is deceitful and beauty is vain. Now what it's saying, it's not saying those are bad things, but what it's saying here is charm is deceitful. You can be fooled by charm. Says this, beauty is vain. Beauty is a good thing, but you know what? In the end, beauty is empty. Beauty is not of anything that's going to be of any lasting value. And says, charm is deceitful. Beauty is vain. Look at how we are taught to pick our wives today. These are the things we seek after. That's the world's lens. But look at God's lens. Why is this woman a blessing to her kids? Why is this wife a blessing to her husband? Why is she excellent? Why is she surpassing the value of anything this guy could accumulate? Why is she God's grace to him? It's not the list in the preceding verses. Go back to verse 30. It says this. 
Charm is deceitful and beauty is vain. But a woman who fears the Lord, she shall be praised. But a woman who fears the Lord, listen to me, that is the key. She is a woman that fears the Lord. The word fear here means reveres. Reveres the Lord, has a deep reverence for the Lord. It also means respects. She respects the Lord. She holds him in highest honor. Really what it means, a person who fears the Lord, a woman who fears the Lord, means that she considers him as she lives and she reveres him and she desires to honor him in the decisions of her life. She desires to honor him in the, in the thoughts and the actions of her life. She desires to glorify him. In fact, she is so astounded by him and she so marvels at him and who he is that it drives who she has become. And when she wakes up in the morning, how she treats her kids and how she treats her husband and how she goes into the world is driven by the fact that she is consumed by glorifying the God that she serves. That is an excellent wife. That is the woman you want to find. Find her. Who can find her? Oh, that she's so enamored with our Lord that her every desire is to glorify him. That is an excellent wife. How does that happen in 2017? Talking here to wives, women, but it also can be applied to men. How does that happen in 2017? Let me tell you a couple things. First thing is this. You have to have a relationship with Jesus Christ. She has to have a relationship with Jesus Christ. You see, we are right with God because of a relationship with Jesus Christ, not because you sold the field and made a profit. You're right with God. You have access to God. You're in fellowship with God only through a vibrant relationship, a faith relationship with Jesus Christ. Let me tell you something here. Men and women, and I don't know if you're going to hear this, but you're going to hear it this morning. If you're dating somebody and they're not saved, and I'll just tell you, if you're not sure they're saved, well, they came from a good home and I think they're headed to church. If you're dating someone and they're not saved, you're gonna pray for them that they're gonna be saved. You're gonna try to witness to them, but listen to me, you do not date them, not for one minute. And what fellowship does light have with darkness? Well, I might hang around long enough, they'll get saved. No, sister, you're buying trouble and you're bringing it into your home. They have to have a relationship with Jesus Christ. That's all of us. Second thing. They have to know the Lord. And the way they know the Lord is know the word of God. I don't even know we even think about this anymore. You know what? What is an excellent wife? This is a woman that has a relationship with Christ, but she knows the word of God and her steps are ordered by the word of God and she's hidden it in her heart that she might not sin against our holy God. Bible says that he's spoken in the past and the prophets and the apostles. He's now spoken finally in Jesus Christ. Says that in the book of Hebrews. Listen to me. It's not a bonus thing. It's not a supplemental thing. It's a main thing. We have to know the word of God. That's what makes an excellent wife. Third is this. Have to have a relationship with Jesus Christ. Have to know God. Know him through his word. The third is this. Have to consider the Lord. You see, it's no honor to God 
to put your faith in him, but then to shut him out. I don't even know if you can do that. It's no honor to God to, to take him in and say, you know what, I respect him, but you know what, I have his word and I'm not gonna be consumed with it. It's no honor to him. It's no honor to him to say, you know what, I have his word and I've memorized it. In fact, I've, I've taught a ladies' class for this many years, but not obey it. We have to walk in Christ. We have to abide in Christ. It's not enough to, to know his word. We have to live it out in obedience. Commit to him, obey him, live with Jesus as Lord. What does this mean today? It means this. Men, this is what you're looking for in a wife. Find her. Set that as the standard. Ladies, to be an excellent wife, you have to be this. That's what God has said. It's not about those other things. Don't get pulled into some standard you're not going to be able to meet. It's about you being so, so enamored with God, so astounded by him that you live for his glory, a woman that fears the Lord. And I'm going to go back to the other side again. What about men here that say, you know what, that's, that's not my wife. It's not what I see at home. Listen to me. It only happens if you've led that. And she's only going to be that if you're being that. And so if you want that to be the pattern of her life, brother, it better be the pattern of your life. And who she is is shaped by who he is. Listen to the verse again. An excellent wife who can find for her worth is far above jewels. Let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, we come today and I'm thankful for the truth of your word. I'm thankful that you tell us what an excellent wife is, what we should lead as men, what we should encourage as men, what we should seek out as a, as a single man, what the goal is as a woman, as a female, as a, as a person trying to be a wife, that she wouldn't be pulled into to all these goofy standards that aren't going to hold up and aren't going to last that she wouldn't have such a value put on her that, that there's not even a need for her anymore, but she would see the value she holds as a woman who fears God. Pray as we've heard this that it shapes us and it teaches us and it changes us. Pray for young people here today. Maybe they can avoid some of the pitfalls as they look through the lens of God's word. Most of all, we just come and we tell you, God, we praise you. We fear you. We honor you. We desire to be obedient to you and all of it for your glory. We love you. We praise you. And I pray in Jesus' name, amen.